sometimes you tell a very aggressive person to calm down, and that's exactly when they snap. Today on the podcast, I have Dylan McGale, who is a director and first AD. His work includes directing videos for Ty Verdes, Pink Sifu, and Young Thug. And Dylan's story today is centered around a music video where he was the first assistant director. It's a story that involves a drugged out production designer, a PA's first time on set, and a heated confrontation. So with that, I'll let Dylan take it from here. Hey guys, my name is Dylan McGale, and this is my worst day ever. So I am a director, and when I'm not directing my own videos, I'm usually working as an assistant director, like a first assistant director on other music video shoots or commercials. I've done one feature and a bunch of narrative stuff. And I recently worked this shoot. Uh, it's funny that my, the, my worst story is like a month ago because I feel like a lot of episodes on here are people's first shoot when they didn't really know and they kind of got taken advantage of. But I got a call the day before the shoot saying, hey, do you want to come on? Uh, I need an AD. This is, you know, it's that video, blah, blah, blah. Um, what's your rate? I told him my rate and without any questions, he's like, cool. Yeah, that's good. You know, I asked the director, hey, man, do you have rate for a PA? I have a friend. He, he'll he come out for like, uh, you know, for really cheap. If you could afford a hundred bucks, that'd be, that'd be awesome for this guy. He said, actually, you know, I got a couple of PAs already. Can't afford even a hundred dollars. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, my friend still needs some experience. I'm going to bring him out. He'll PA for free. And really, it's this guy's first PA job. You know, I'm like, this will be a great opportunity for him. We're at this, uh, this Airbnb in the valley. And I'm kind of stressing. I'm like five minutes late. <laughs> and I'm like uh, racing through the valley. I pull up and I find out upon arrival... When I walk up to the location, I knock on the door with my little PA buddy. And like I said, I'm stressing, I'm five minutes late. And everybody who answers the door looks at me blankly. And they say, who are you, you know? And it slowly it dawns on me. I'm the first one there. I'm five minutes late, I was stressing. I'm the first one there. And everybody else just happens to be staying in this Airbnb. I wait 30 minutes, I call the director, and kind of finally I, I get a hold of him. He says, oh, I'm still figuring stuff out. Uh, I'm gonna get a ride to set, I'm waiting on my friend, so I'll be there like in the next 20. I am so bored, my phone is dying, and I take my friend and we like, we go to a gas station and we get a bunch of snacks. And I just tell him, this is a real red flag. I've never even been on a shoot where it's an hour into the day and nobody's there. And let's just anticipate there being no crafty on this. So we stock up on our own little, you know, goodie bag of drinks and snacks that might need to last us the whole night. Okay, so people start arriving and I'm reading the writing on the wall of what kind of shoot this is gonna be. Introducing this character of the production designer. Yeah, just to put it plainly, dude seemed kind of cracked out. But he had like scabs on his face. And you're like, this guy's a little bit extra. He would just walk into a room, 
oh, you want to shoot in here? And he would just like move a bunch of props, move a bunch of furniture and be like, all right, this room's cleared to go. This room's ready. And when we're actually shooting in that room, he'd be nowhere to be found. We would be like, hey, we need a, a drink or hey, we need some more ice, you know, for this close up. And we'd be calling for it, calling for it. And we would not have any idea where he is. And ultimately I had to have my PA buddy kind of just end up running and grabbing stuff. I had introduced my friend uh, who was PAing for free, Jason, to this art director, this production design person. So I was like, okay, so now my friend Jason is actually getting some tangible experience, you know, helping other departments, not just helping production. And we got our first setup going and it looked great. I mean, we did this one -er where we follow this little Playboy bunny as she hands out a couple drinks. You know, we land on the artist, he's like playing pool. First look, honestly, looked great. And then we're moving on and we have probably the biggest look in the video, which is that crafts table set up outside under this like kind of cabana in the backyard. And they are all smoking weed. They're hitting whippets like every 10 seconds. And it was, it was starting to get a little bit out of hand. Like we're shooting in the backyard, it's very loud. There's people showing up who, I don't know if they're trying to be in the video or if they're just kind of like rapper posse people. They're clearly off to the side, not standing where the rest are. And so I'm just navigating that kind of shoot. And it, it's very much clear to me how this is a low stakes, uh, for at least everybody there, this is like, okay, let's just show up, have fun, you know, we'll get what we get kind of thing. Like, nobody has a plan. Nobody really is working that hard. Nobody's moving, nobody's hurrying, nobody's rushing. You walk into one of these circumstances, as an AD, you ask yourself, what really is within my power? Like, to what extent am I going to really yell at them? That's not my style as an AD. It seemed like that production designer had a little bit of a problem with that. It seemed like his perception of an assistant director is the big, mean, angry guy who's just constantly yelling at crew to work faster. But this production designer like, would, would tell me to yell at people like on various occasions, and I didn't really like that. I didn't really relate to that. And admittedly, my, my friend who was a PA, you know, like I said, it's his first shoot. And so there's times when he's getting a little off task, like maybe he should be at the playback speaker and it's cutting out because he's so far away. And then you find him and he's like taking a picture with the models or something like that, right? And I was like trying to actually give him a tough love uh, approach to, hey, you know, I don't really feel like I could bring you on a real shoot if this is how you act or if this is how you, you know, carry yourself, you should always be looking for something to do for the production. And so I told him that, and he's like, yeah, yeah, the production designer said the same thing, but he just fucking yelled at me. And I was like, damn, well, I'm sorry that happened. Like, doing it like that is not helpful when this is your first shoot. And we're about 10 minutes from being ready. The artist is like standing on his mark. He asked my friend Jason, hey man, take a picture of me. Like Jason was hamming it up with the artist, which at times can be very helpful because with an impatient person or impatient artist, like you either have them on set or you might not get them back for another 30 minutes. And the moment you might be ready, they might have just walked off. 
And so having an artist distracted on set when you're just nearly about there is actually pretty valuable. And so he, he hands his phone to my PA friend and my PA friend is just snapping pictures of him and he's standing in his light and they're hamming it up and they're having a great time. This production designer walks up to me and says, you see this shit? Look at him. And I'm just like, yo, relax. Like the guy just gave Jason his phone. Like he wanted, he asked him to take pictures, but that doesn't suffice for this guy. So he tries to encroach on like my job and he's like, all right guys, let's get ready for the next setup. We're, we're just about there. And the artist, Lil Duke, like snaps out of it, grabs his phone and he says, hey, what are we shooting, blah, blah, blah. And at this point, we're not actually ready. Like the DP's nowhere to be seen, the op, you know, we don't have camera up on steady, etc. And it's just like, that actually doesn't help, you know, kind of pretending to, that we're ready when we're not ready can just get the artist more antsy. And so I'm like, bro, like you, you can chill out. Like it's, it's fine. You know, we're, we're good. And he's like, well, then do your fucking job. You got to keep us on time, man. You got to keep us from going overtime. And he kind of does it again where he's like, all right, guys, we're almost ready. Uh, let's get camera up. And I'm like, you're doing too much right now. Just please, like, calm down. Sometimes you tell a very aggressive person to calm down, and that's exactly when they snap. And that's what happened. He looks into my eyes, gets all up in my face, shoves me back, and says, Don't fucking tell me to chill. He steps up on a stair. He's now looming over me and he's looking down on me and he's still in my face. He says, don't fucking tell me shit. You're not shit to me. And he holding his hands up to like, kind of demonstrate the difference between us. He says, you could stack your credits up against mine and you're, you're, you're nothing to me. He just kind of reams me for, he's shouting in my face. I really think like this meth head production designer might sock me in the mouth or something. And I remain 100% composure and a couple of crew people like Grips and BTS people, they kind of back me up. They, they, they see this guy shouting in my face and they come up behind me. They're like, yeah, what's going on? What's this guy's yelling about? And he just storms off. He doesn't walk off the shoot, but he storms off and there's like enough for him to do that I don't talk to him for the next hour. However, I've never had somebody scream in my face and basically make me like afraid that I was gonna be assaulted or something. <laughs> this is the first. Driving home from that shoot, I just needed to expel and release like so much rage. And that's because I was holding it together. That's because I was just like keeping a smile on my face the whole time as, as I think a good AD can do and bottling it all up and you know whatever gets thrown at you you just run with the punches and i'm just like this was a colossal train wreck my name is dylan mcgill and that was my worst day ever and that wraps up this episode thank you dylan for coming on and sharing your worst day ever 
And if you have a worst day ever story and are interested in coming on the podcast and sharing it, head on over to worstdayever.com to learn more. And to make things easier, I've included the links in the show notes. Until next time, that's a wrap.